So the price of concert tickets is pretty outrageous. Oh, yeah. But one Florida promoter has a great deal on a show coming up in Orlando. Oh, that'll be good to see. Plus, there's a new Florida way to join the Mile High Club. That story's coming up. (laughs) And a Florida man is learning the hard way that no means no. Good lesson for him. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. If you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have some of those to share, don't we, Kirsten? You know, it's crazy. It seems like there's always some to share. Always. Ripped Ripped from from the the headlines. headlines. Our first one comes to us from fox13news.com. All right. Wyoming-based pop-punk band Teenage Bottle Rocket is coming to Orlando later this month, and they are making national headlines for what we could probably call a a variable ticket pricing structure. Possible. The concert's promoter is offering discount tickets for $18 with proof of COVID-19 vaccination. Uh. For those who don't care about getting the deal or about getting the vaccine, tickets are still available for a flat rate of $999.99. Nice. We'll just round that up to a grand. Sure. Of course, this is uh, more than just an incentive for folks to get vaccinated. It's also a bit of commentary towards Governor DeSantis, who, of course, signed an executive order forbidding businesses from requiring proof of vaccination. Ah. So you don't need proof to go to the Teenage Bottle Rockets concert just to do it without taking out a second mortgage. Well, that's one way to promote your concert. Right? Uh, I mean, I'd never heard of Teenage Bottle Rocket, but now I know all about them. Oh, they're all, they're all pop punk. Right. Like early 2000s Pennywise oh, kind of. newfound glory. Like maybe. Something to that effect. Yeah, except with a Wyoming flair. Oh. Whatever that means. Yeah, that's <laughs> something odd. Maybe Harrison Ford's a big fan. Is he from Wyoming? Well, no, he just lives in Jackson Hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, I, I, we should just start a Wyoming podcast. Yes, we know so much about Wyoming it. Wyoming weirdness. Yes. First episode next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. That's right. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's only fitting that a punk band is going to go after a politician, you know, in this case. Cause oh, they really got that kind of stuff figured out. Sure. God save the queen, yes. California Uberales. Yes. I mean, DeSantis, my, I don't know. I can't think of anything clever. <laughs> DeSantis at all. dysentery. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Just, That'll work. Whatever. It just came to my head. I don't know why. Yeah. So basically, thumbing the nose at Governor DeSantis. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, technically not requiring proof, hmm. just incentivizing right. people. Um, yeah, it, the article did say that the concert promoter is willing to sell four tickets at that $1,000 price tag Okay, uh, because that's the number of non-vaccinated people uh, he has mathematically discerned would still be safe within the room as long as they remain socially distanced yeah. and, you know, I guess don't breathe on each other. Four people. So yeah. if there are four people who are really huge fans... Of teenage bottle rockets yeah. in the greater Orlando area, right? And you don't mind dropping a mint, and because because you don't have your vaccine, right? Exactly. Yeah. Then you're helping everybody out here in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I. What band would you love to see do a deal like this? I mean, it's kind of insane to do a deal like this, but 
I mean, if there was like a bucket list band oh, that gosh. was going to do like a dirt cheap price. Well, this is like a club concert. This sure. isn't like an arena concert, right. obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, later this year, we're going to go see Metallica. Yes. Um, so that's kind of exciting. That would be high on my list. Honestly, for 18 bucks, as mm-hmm. long as I know three or four songs by you, I'd probably be willing to go yeah. to the concert. I mean, low yeah. and like, yes. I'm not going to go see Nickelback. Right. Mm. Yeah. No, mm. we're You'd not have to doing pay that. me $999.99 oh, to go to that boy. concert. Another Nickelback <laughs> hater. Shocking. But, but seriously, the, pr- the price of concert tickets is... Can I say outrageous? It's outrageous. It feels that way. Yeah. And I know that a lot of it's because nobody's buying music streaming, anymore. Streaming, yada, yada, yada. You know, this, it's all streaming out there. It's really the only way that your art, the artist can make the money, but still, we can still complain about it. Absolutely. I mean, I remember paying like $12.50. Now, I'm yeah. old, okay? <laughs> I'm 50-something, Professor and uh, I am years old, and um, but I, I remember play, paying like twelve fifty sure. to see like Huey Lewis in his prime. Nice. For you kids out there, Huey Lewis was popular Who wouldn't pay 80s, that price? Yeah. Right? I, Billy Idol in his prime yeah. made like twelve fifty. Yeah. And those are for decent seats. Right. I remember thinking $25 for a ticket was outrageous unbelievable i remember thinking that like a dollar ticketmaster service charge was an extreme ripoff yeah yeah how much did we pay to see foo fighters a couple years ago oh man it was a 80 lot of 90 money. bucks yeah. plus service was, charge a, and whatever it was else a good chunk of change it was worth it totally but yeah excellent show yeah Highly recommended. Four yeah, stars. I can't even remember what the ticket prices were at all the shows. It makes it sound like I'm just such a stoner. It's like, I don't know, man. I just bought them. But I really I really can't remember them. I did get a chance to go to a few free shows, and those felt, oh, yeah. you know, some of those were, like, really amazing, and it's like, wow, just, like, worth every penny. Yeah, obviously. I got to see The Who, or, you know, a, a couple of surviving cool. members of The Who. Yeah. Three surviving members of The sure. Who. Three quarters. Yeah. Um, and going for free because I got the tickets yeah. from a radio station. That was probably a $50 ticket oh. in like 1989. There you go. And now we're going to a four day festival and paying $260 plus, you know, staying in a hotel and whatever else. And yeah. honestly, 260 bucks for four shows. No, especially to see a band that we've always wanted to see. 65 bucks a day. Yeah. That Math. works out to about, yeah, that's about right. Math, everybody. Yeah. Learn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, tickets are a little out. out so I was thinking about ticket prices and just like, remember having that civics assignment when you were, I don't know, 10 or 11 <laughs> or 12, like yeah. ask your dad what the price of milk was when he was your age yeah. or, or what the price of a gallon of gas was yeah. or whatever. I feel like I would, my dad would have been the same way as I am right now, which is I have no idea how much it was. We'll have to look it up on the internet. <laughs> Spoken like somebody whose mom bought him everything. Sure. <laughs> sure. But but seriously, I mean, I I think that the uh, price of concert tickets has far outpaced the rate of inflation. Oh yeah. Can can we say that? Is that fair? That's I think a very fair statement. All right. Well, there's your civics assignment. Yeah. Ask your dad how much it cost him to see Def Leppard. Yeah. In uh, 1986. <laughs> yes. And, and tell me what he says. Yeah. Our second story comes to us from abcnews.com. 
Back in August of 2020, most people in airplanes were worried about sterilization, air circulation, maybe the passenger next to them who had the sniffles in the middle of a pandemic. But a Florida-based Southwest Airlines pilot had other things on his mind when he was flying from Philadelphia to Orlando. Oh! After his August 10th flight reached cruising altitude, 60-year-old pilot Michael Hawk disrobed in the cockpit, Hmm. exposing himself to the female first officer. How do you do? He then followed up the act by watching porn on his laptop computer. As you do. Uh, The first officer, who, by the way, had never met this man before, managed... Tough tough first impression. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Managed to fly the plane to a safe arrival. Hawk, by the way, retired from Southwest before the company became aware of the incident. Yeah. He has since pled guilty to committing a lewd, indecent, or obscene act in mid-flight. That's a federal charge, by the way, and he's been sentenced to a year of probation in order to pay a $5,000 fine. Well, it looks like there's a new Mile High Club making its way from the bathroom to the cockpit. Cockpit, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying. Somebody's putting the cock back in cockpit? Well, definitely that. Because he brought his pet rooster on. (laughs) Of course. By the way, I have to ask, like... If I'm this first officer, I'm looking around for Ashton Kutcher to like find out if I'm on punked because this is like so crazy. Yeah. I like I don't know how he even flew the plane. She. Or she flew the plane. I, I apologize. Yeah. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah. Um I mean, we all have distractions mm. at work. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. the person who like drinks out of their water bottle too loudly. Yeah. Or the person who's fingernails tippy tippy type on their keyboard in a really annoying Uh way um this is definitely beyond mild annoyance with a co-worker yeah well you're in such a tight space (laughs) well yeah thank goodness i I mean this woman should get an award just for her mental focus sure to be able to fly that plane safely while all this business is going on next to her this is why she did all those hours you know in the cockpit because flight school man yep (laughs) it trains you for 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 times like this yeah so he retired shortly afterward Mm -hmm. so was this like him trying to go out in a blaze of glory I feel like it is. I Better feel, to burn I feel, out than fade away. I feel like this is like, man, I didn't get my gold watch. And so I'm just going to go commando and no, show it all off. No retirement party. Nope. No cake. No nothing. You know, you got to you gotta do something, yeah. I guess, to, to leave your mark. You, you, you got to leave it all. Let it all hang out. That's for darn sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, how do you get good enough Wi-Fi to watch the porn? Like you're on a flight, right? Oh, he probably had it downloaded on his laptop. Well, you know. That's just smart right there. A lot of airlines do offer the free in-flight Wi-Fi. Mm. It's it's one of those great perks, and they they probably amped it up a little bit during the pandemic to kind of ease those passengers. Sure, or maybe. maybe the pilot just gets like, you know, porn quality Wi-Fi. Oh, is that like a separate thing? Yeah, it's possible. I feel like it probably is. Porn quality Wi-Fi. Hey, if you're a pilot, you're you're flying the plane, you're going to get porn quality Wi-Fi, that's for sure. So you mentioned the Mile High Club. <laughs> yes. Is this how the Mile High Club works? Like, I kind of thought you were supposed to, you know... Have a willing partner? Right. Yeah. That seems like it to me. Uh, but who knows? I mean, there's different rules, I guess, when you're in, you know... When you're in the pilot seat, you can so do he's you like want. he's like the Charles Lindbergh of the Mile High Club, and in, in that yes. he did it solo, 
not around the world. That's but o- yeah, that's obviously <laughs> what he was thinking when he went into this. Is like, man, they're gonna compare me to Lindbergh. After I'm this going one. down in the history books. Yep. <laughs> no, and if a pilot's acting this way, like on his flight. What kind of shenanigans do you think you could get away with if you were one of the passengers? Well, the FAA can fine like an unruly passenger up to twenty five grand. Ooh, it does not happen often. That's a hit to the wallet, right? But twenty five grand for interfering with a crew member, which I'm pretty sure that this pilot qualified letter to the law interfering with a crew member. Um, Even for just like lighting up a cigarette on a flight, you can be fined up to 25 G's. (laughs) It's not, I mean, this ain't the seventies. You're probably going to get fined like 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, get, get told you can't fly on our airline anymore. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I always knew that, you know, that airlines went downhill once they stopped letting you smoke on planes. Once they stopped giving you meals on the planes. Come on. Which basically happened at the same time. Why are we even flying anymore? I don't know. We Man, were promised jetpacks. Yeah, you you watch some of these old <laughs> the old clips and it's like, ah, looks like flying's fantastic. I remember dressing up to fly. Yeah. You probably don't remember that. <laughs> like I remember having to I be barely dressed dress up. up. Period. I'm not going to dress up to fly, that's for sure. <laughs> but like when you were a little kid. Sure. Did you yeah. ever fly anywhere? When I never you were wore little? a monkey suit. Yes. Yes. My first flight that I ever took was like a flight to Reno. Oh. Uh, and when I was like really, really little. And did you uh, wear a three piece suit? I, I would hope that I did. I would hope so too. I would want to fit in, right? Otherwise, you probably get the little shame wings from the T- TWA pilot. <laughs> yeah. I definitely wanted to get something like that. Yeah. So our next story comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. A Florida couple was enjoying a recent evening at a bar in Palm Coast until about 1.30 in the morning. Mm. That's when 55-year-old Renee Lasso showed up and started propositioning the woman. Apparently, Lasso had been harassing her, actually, for months, including offering her $5,000 to have sex with him. (laughs) When she turned down his advances yet again, he called her a $100 hooker. And then things escalated pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Lasso pulled out a knife and stabbed the woman in her arm. Customers at the bar, along with the boyfriend, retaliated, Uh kicking over uh, Lasso's motorcycle so he couldn't leave and then chasing him across the parking lot. Wow. Eventually, cops arrived and asked Lasso about the knife that was still in his hand. Of course, he denied trying to stab anyone. Lasso faces two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Nobody was reported as seriously hurt in the altercation. What a prince this guy is, right? (laughs) Trolling women for sex. Charming. Getting shot down and then stabbing them in the arm. Yeah, getting all stabby over it. And then then not even having the wherewithal to like get rid of the knife after the fact. (laughs) It's like, what is going on? Only in Florida are you going to find this kind of stuff. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I love that he's still holding the knife when the cops yeah. arrive. But he's oh, like, this knife? I wasn't trying to stab anybody with it. So I'm apparently the person in question, and I happen to be carrying a knife <laughs> that probably has some blood on it. I don't know where you're getting this all this idea. Yeah, uh, I, I do appreciate the uh, mob justice, though. Yes. That's like the best part of this whole story, right? Thank God these customers like rallied like they did, man. They stood up for that woman. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to have the same thing happen to me. Listen, I'm I don't I'm not condoning vigilante justice. No, here, no, no. But it would be nice to have someone have my back. Yes. I actually, you know, I 
I got in a mild altercation at a gas station this week. Yes, you did. I I did. You told me about it. Listen, I was not there. I've been going through some stuff. Sure. Not to go into any detail, but I've yeah. been going through some pretty heavy stuff lately. And and getting gas in your car is not the most fun activity in the world. No, and I was I was on my way to a doctor's appointment. Sure. I was in a bit of a hurry, yep. and I pull into the gas pump, and mm-hmm. the first set of pumps is uh, has the little yellow bags, you yep. know, out of service over out it. So service. I pull to the next set of pumps, which honestly you're supposed to pull to the end anyway. You're supposed to do it so you Common can make a quick courtesy. getaway. Yep, absolutely. That's, right. that's the way it works. This woman in an SUV pulls up right in front of me and starts to try and turn in, and ah. then gets really upset with me because I'm apparently at her pump. Yeah. Um, and just sits there in her SUV, yeah. gesturing at me wildly. Yeah. Of course, I can't hear what she's saying. You know she saw that pump first. I mean, how do you not know this? Right. And and here's the thing. Even if I had wanted to vacate the pump, yeah. I couldn't have because she was blocking me in. Sure. So I got out of the car and I puffed up a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, I love this. what do you want me to do? Right. Kind of gesturing wildly back at her. Yeah. And... She looked a little alarmed, and then her arms started flailing again, yeah. and she started yelling again. Still couldn't hear what she was saying. So I started to walk towards her car calmly, mm-hmm. but, you know. With some purpose. With purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. And she sped off. Oh. But, see, the good thing is, there's a guy in a landscaping truck on the opposite side of the pump as me, uh-huh. and he looks at me and goes, what the hell's her problem? And I was like, there you go. Somebody had my back. Yep. Had had it come to blows. This guy hopefully would have stepped in. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, you know, gave my side of the story to the cops. Yes. Which is all you can ask for. Right. So you can always just hope that there's at least somebody there that's an ally for you. Yeah. 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 And it's, and, a, and it's a good reason to always be in the right. And this woman had a bar full of allies kicking over the motorcycle like they're Pee Wee Herman outside the biker yeah. bar. And uh, you know, not letting this guy escape. So yeah. Good job, customers. Thanks for having this lady's back. This poor woman. I mean, it says in the story that he's been harassing her for months. Months. She's like, as far as we know, she's never asked for any of this. As far as we know. And uh, for all of her trouble, she continues to get harassed by this guy. And now she gets stabbed. Gets proposition 5000 then told that she's $100, yeah. worth 100 bucks, and then gets stabbed. It's like, what did she do to deserve this? Yeah. And so, okay, math again. Mm. Learn it. Um, <laughs> off you offer someone five thousand dollars to have sex with you. Yeah, they say no. So you call them a hundred dollar whore. Why didn't you start at seventy five if you thought they were only worth a hundred? Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, yes. This guy is clearly not an accountant or a negotiator. Where you meet in the middle? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, what what is the any going... car salesman would love to get this guy in there? <laughs> I got a beat up gremlin over here. $10,000. Okay, fine. All right. Sounds good. Uh, what's the going rate for a proposition these days? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you've got, you know, million million dollars, whatever that was proposed Hey, that was in Robert the 90s. Redford. Yeah, I know. So you gotta you you gotta adjust for inflation. Has 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 the proposition market uh, increased in scale with concert tickets? Yeah. Because if that's <laughs> the case, you know, wow. But but yeah, what well, I don't know what the going rate for a proposition is. I don't know I, either. I don't know if five grand is a compliment or an insult. Yeah, it's hard to say. I'm pretty sure a hundred bucks is an insult. Well, he must have thought it was a compliment because he immediately called her a hundred dollar whore. 
So, I mean... I still don't follow the logic. But, nope. But, but yeah, $100, definitely an insult. He's like, hey, I know I'm no spring chicken. I'm probably going to have to pay up for this whole thing. I just don't know how you go all the way to 5000 Yeah, so you say this. He's, he's not, not the a, brightest guy, though, so I don't know. He's not a spring chicken. Yeah. The guy's 55. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't want to start this whole millennial Gen Z versus the Gen Xers kind of discussion here. She's not going to do it. But... By the time you turn 55, you probably should have a pretty good grasp of rejection, Yeah, right? It's not I like... I don't care how drunk you are, you probably should have some sense of decorum, you know? Right, and it's not like up. he's 25 yes. and, you know, got a trophy just for showing up at the game. Oh, I and... know. I would, I, would actually, I would actually excuse so much of this if he was like 25, because I'd be like, he's just a dumb, stupid idiot. Just like, a dumb kid. Yeah, just a dumb kid. I remember my first beer. Right, exactly. <laughs> and just just puffing up, making a big deal out of something. You know, it's, come on. So kids, dude. ask your dad what an appropriate proposition was when yes. he was your age. Right. You can ask him about the, the how the much milk tickets, was, milk, how much bread, bread was, and gallon of gas. the appropriate thing to... The appropriate pro- amount to proposition, to proposition a woman in a, a bar woman. parking yeah, lot. If, if you're, yeah, <laughs> for a, just a one-night stand. What a great idea. This is like a good project for any Segwix class. Good homework. Yeah. So tell us in the comments what you think. Uh, our last story comes to us from NBC-2.com, which means it's local to us. All right. A 29-year-old Kara Gritton was driving through Cape Coral after a night on the town. As you do. When she crashed into the home of Lori Langone. Oh. Gritton is facing several charges, including DUI with property damage, but mm. that's not really the interesting part of this story. Oh, okay. It seems Gritton's not alone, because this is the third third time a car has crashed into that very same house. Oh my goodness. Lan Jones says she's thankful nobody was in that part of the house when this car crashed through the walls. That's scary. She is now lobbying the city to do something about the fact that cars just can't seem to stop running into her house (laughs) and wants them to play speed bumps or rumble strips in the street. City officials say they're going to try to come up with a solution. Three times people Three have times. crashed into this home. Fool me once, shame on you. Sounds like it's time to move. That's fool what me, it sounds like to me. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, uh, shame on the developer who thought it was a really good idea to stick a house at the end of a road. Yeah, like put something in there that's going to keep these cars from like plowing through there. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh. Now, Cape Coral's weird. Yeah. I will say that. And for those of you that have never been, I mean, it's weird. It's on weird, so but we love levels. it. It's a good, it's, it's the kind of weird we love. Um, 400 miles of canals. Yes. More miles of canals than any other city on the planet. Wow. I, I feel like I'm with the Visitor and Convention Bureau right well, now. Well, but it's important to point this out. There's it's important. bodies of water everywhere you go. Right, which means there are a lot of dead end roads. Yeah. There are not a lot of bridges over these canals. Right. The roads just kind of end, there and a so lot of times, times there's houses at the end. There are so many times that you can go on a road and think you're going to get to some some place, and then it just dead ends against a canal. So you really got to have GPS around here. Maps will only get you so far. Yeah, I live on 47th Terrace. The place I want to go is on 47th Terrace. That should be easy, right? Wrong. (laughs) No, there's like 14 canals in between the two, and you can't get there from here. You can't get there from here. So, as a result, a lot of dead-end roads, a lot of waterfront homes that are at the ends of these dead-end roads. And I shouldn't say dead-end. There's just... They they just curve. Yeah. Um, 
but they just terminal. Yeah, they're just terminal at some point. But like, what kind of crazy stuff is happening on these roads that we have to put? Like, we that they're talking about putting rumble. Well, she wants to put rumble. She strips wants in. to put rumble strips. On. I mean, I would love that. What happened to stop signs? When did stop signs become irrelevant around here? I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a stop sign. I know. I don't. I don't want to be just on your follow it. Cornflakes. Yeah. But- but yeah, yeah, and and the road that that she lives—not the road that she lives on, but the road that that terminates mm-hmm. at her home—is yeah. like a boulevard. Yes, like it's it's a residential street, but right. it's like a divided boulevard. Yeah, and when you drive down one of those roads, you you're like, hey, I'm kind of driving down a little highway. I can go a little yeah, faster. Yeah, it's a long stretch. You just probably assume that it's not going to end anytime soon, and then it does. Yeah, and and. Let's face it, drivers in Cape Coral, they're either going five miles an hour <laughs> yes. with the blinker on, right, <laughs> or they're going 65 miles an hour down a residential street. Right. There is no in-between. It's like this reverse bell curve. Yeah. And we're just as guilty as anyone else. And let's also be honest, if somebody's really driving that late at night, you know, in that area, they probably live around there, so they really should know that the road's going to end at some point. So you know, sometimes those houses just jump right in. They front do. Of you. They just <laughs> they just came out of nowhere. Um, you you mentioned selling the house. Mm. I mean, houses are at like astronomical home values this is are the at time astronomical to do it. highs. Yeah, time to do it. My advice. Not to say that this is this woman's fault at all no, for no, living no, 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 in this house. No. Nope. But my advice is, you know, maybe consider selling that. Well, fix it up first. Fix her up. Then maybe consider selling the house. Yep. And then move into like a second story apartment uh, where no cars will be able to drive through the front of your Theoretically, home. Theoretically, as long as Bo and Luke Duke aren't driving them <laughs> and they like, you know, get air somehow. Yeah, that's a good. that's a good idea. So what did we learn this week? I learned that my vaccine is good for a cheap ticket to a punk rock show and maybe a few other things. Like not getting COVID? Yeah. Uh, I learned that you apparently don't need a partner anymore to join the Mile High Club. Hey, now it's a solo thing, right? Yeah. I also learned that in Florida, you follow up your best pickup move with a stabbing. Well, why wouldn't you? That's what, You got a knife for a reason, right? <laughs> and I learned that if your house comes crashing down three times, mm. it might not be the big bad wolf behind oh. it. It might just be another drunk driver. Yep, those little piggies. Those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find a whole lot of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're on those socials, remember to follow us, like us, and share us. Say it with me, folks, at FLA Freak Show. At FLA Freak Show. <laughs> and by the way, we're only like four followers away from a huge milestone. We're we're so close to a thousand fans on Facebook. So give us some love. Absolutely. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Yes. Because, of course, we would love to hear from you. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Till we meet again, remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. <laughs>